second episode. Week eight of quarantine. Week eight. What? Week eight? Technically. It's been it's been eight weeks. Wow. Yeah, I don't even notice it. <laughs> don't even notice it. <laughs> yeah. It has well, again, then again, it, we're, we're pretty uh, antisocial, so our, our lives, like I know we've said in the previous episode, are basically the same. Nothing has changed. Uh, not mine. Uh, you for yourself. Oh, oh look, who for today. look who decided to show up today, people. I was here the whole time. <laughs> Oh, look at me, I'm, I'm, I'm an honorary special guest, or a permanent special guest, and she just shows up when she wants to, First even though... Well, a guest shows up when they want to. So. Listen, but you're a, you're a permanent guest, so you're supposed to be here permanently, but you aren't. Because you're the you biggest... You're the biggest loser in this group, and you're everyone knows that. Loser. I know. Clearly, out of the three of us, you are the biggest loser. Now, guys, today's topic is on emojis. No, it's not. Today's to- today's topic is on it's the on future of public is on the future of public gatherings, as suggested by a co-host and not the permanent guest, because the co-host is a per- uh, a very uh, stable part of this podcast, unlike our guest. Our permanent guest who Shut never up. shows up. I know he shows up when she wants to. Stop being so irrelevant right now. Saying all the nonsense. <laughs> okay. So, um, Hurry up, start. <laughs> I thought you said you want to say your piece and leave. I'm. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I want to. You know what, guys? The reason why I'm not here all the time is because they're always talking about things that I don't really have that much knowledge about. So that's why. Neither do we. Neither do we, and but we do our research because that's yeah, what you're supposed I wanna, to do. I want to do it on something that I like too. Like you guys are always talking about stuff you like. Do you think we like? Do you think we enjoy talking about things stuck at home? Uh, we think we enjoy talking about coronavirus and all its yeah, deadly effects. Yeah, I think you do because you're a germaphobe and you love it. <laughs> you are the strangest okay, guys, person. The future of public gatherings. Why doesn't? Let's see who's gonna start. Well, since since Abade suggested the topic, he can go ahead and do it. Stop disrespecting him and calling him Obeyed. I already explained myself about, you know, why I call him Obeyed like a hundred times to you. So I don't need to do it again. The amount of disrespect is Ramadan too, but whatever. Just go ahead. Just go ahead before she digresses us any further. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, the topic this week. Yes, uh, the future of public gatherings and any kind of gathering in uh, a public setting. I actually just have an article open uh, in the Globe and Mail and it's uh, titled Pandemics Make Us Fearful of Outsiders to Society's Detriment. It's actually interesting, actually. Uh, Could you repeat that? And I never got the headline. Sorry. Uh, the ti- yeah, the title of the article is Pandemics Make Us Fearful of Outsiders to Society's Detriment. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, it's it's going to be interesting on the other side of this whole thing when this whole uh, pandemic blows over and uh, to see how society has changed. But I'm going to be a little bit of a nihilist here 
And I'm going to say that because uh, as we uh, throughout sociology and uh, histor- history, uh, I don't think uh, humans are good at learning. Definitely uh, not. The, the fact I don't think nothing is really going to change in the way we act. I think we are probably still going to, you know, go, go back to our uh, old ways. Not wash our hands. Not stockpile Lysol wipes. Which is probably a good thing, to be honest. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But, um... This article goes on to say that, um... How people of uh, Asian descent are experiencing racist attacks. And, uh... Like, just in general, people are sort of... Fearful of, uh... The... The general, like other general populace, they're they're fearful of interaction. They, they they're concerned about um, interacting with other people. And yeah, that's an interesting an interesting point uh, because I know there are well, maybe they're not a significant number of people, but there have been a whole bunch of uh, protests. I know, especially in the states, to end the lockdown and whatnot. So some of these people do want to actually get back to interacting with the public. And I guess it's more so the economy for them. But, you know, there are, there are those people out there. Yeah, I think that there's a that's really more of um, getting back to work and uh, back to work, of, yeah, the economic uh, part of it. Because when you when you put money in the equation, as we know, money makes the world go around. Mm. People want to basically like. Basically, their jobs are at stake here, and uh, I, I, there was a protest today at in front of Queen's Park, and uh, it was about the same thing, about ending the lockdown and returning back to normal, which is kind of my point. Everyone, uh, humans, kind of will probably just go back to normal after this whole <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> which kind of brings us to the actual topic uh, at hand, uh, the future public gatherings. Um, as everyone knows, um, for the most part, all public gatherings of any kind, be it, uh, sporting events, consorts, got consorts, concerts, um, I don't know, uh, parties, I guess, public parties have all been canceled. And... Yeah, my Maroon 5 concert is canceled, Backstreet Boys is canceled. God. Yeah. Thank God. Shut Thank up. God. <laughs> really sad but yeah but it it was important that they um i think in the first place to have canceled those those events because having thousands of people gathered in one place at the same time during a pandemic is not the greatest idea uh considering how infectious uh covid-19 is has proven to be so it was a good thing that they went ahead and canceled these. But how are we going to move forward is the question we're asking here. Are we going to see significant changes? I know, yes. I know, Abate answered. I know, Abate answered that uh, we're not going to see much change in uh, people's behavior, and I do agree to a certain certain uh, extent of that. Uh, but I think there may be some measures that officials, uh, government officials or 
organizers of events uh take for example the national hockey league and uh the governing body and uh, commissioner gary bettman so they would probably i i i don't um i don't think that they wouldn't have you know some sort of a convening a gm meeting with all the owners and uh the general managers to talk about uh you know steps they could take to I don't know. Uh, to mm. hey, here's a difficult thing. Like, how do you like say the the pandemic finally uh, you know burns out, right? COVID nineteen uh, stops spreading as quickly as it does, and we get a vaccine, and everyone gets immunized. And like, do you do you go back to how you used to run things? Or do you take certain steps to change uh, the being, you know, the nature of these events that, you know, have high density, high densities of people, you know, in one place? So I don't know. It's it's something to think about because, like, these venues, again, they're just so big and you have so many people in one place at one time. And... Like like a hospital that's overcrowded, it's a recipe for disaster when you have a disease as infectious as COVID-19. So, I don't know, what do you guys think? Will there be changes to how these things operate? Honestly, like going back to my other point, um, I don't think so. Because, I mean, there could be some changes, but... I don't know what uh, what you really could do besides, because um, judging by um, science, in just go- going plainly by science here, uh, pan- like pandemics of this uh, magnitude could happen in the future, and um, basically, even when the Spanish flu happened and SARS, like if you look at SARS. Right after SARS happened, there was this huge concert to, to um, uh, in Downsy Park just to, like, uh, propel the economy in Toronto. So I'm thinking, like, <laughs> they did. Whose idea was that? It was kind of like uh, everything went back to normal, like without any. Um, wow. Okay. I mean, SARS was a different uh, era, but uh, uh, and this is uh, certainly more infectious. But uh, I don't know what. Like, what else people would do or would or wouldn't do? Rather, <laughs> they like um, keep stockpiling Lysol wipes. Like I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? What do I think about what? You know, are things going to change? Will there be certain measures taken in the future to uh, sort of ensure the safety, the health? Uh, safety, uh, the healthy being, well-being of people attending uh, uh, large public gatherings like concerts, like your Maroon 5 concert or your Backstreet Boys I concert. I don't think it will. I feel like after this whole thing blows over, everyone's just going to go back to how things were. You know, that's what I think. But yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but um, you know, just everyone out there, I think this whole thing has taught us always wash your hands cleanliness is so important and yeah just you know the 
importance of wearing a mask when going outside. I'm going to wear a mask everywhere. I'm going to order like a good one and, you know, uh, wear it everywhere. I'm just saying, if you're not sick. And oh if- yeah, if you're sick, <laughs> make sure, listen man, I mean, if you're sick, even after this whole thing, you know, when it blows over and once we're back to normal, if you're sick, stay at home Okay, and if you're sick and if you have to go out, make sure you're wearing a mask so you don't infect others. And we have another guest here, Yahya Dean, who would also like to say a few words about COVID-19. He's an engineer in the making. (laughs) We've already announced you to the public. You have to come now. Yes, you do. Yes, yes. You have to say something now, now that you've, like, uh, exposed it. Hi. That's Yahudin, guys. That's my husband. <laughs> wow. Wow. But yeah, anyways. <laughs> Hello? I thought... Oh, yeah, that's what I had to say. Now I'm calling asleep. Okay, so I'm going to go. Peace out, suckers. Tune into our episode tomorrow. It's going to be on emojis. Goodbye. There's no episode tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyway. Hey, where are you going? Where were we? <laughs> uh, after the PSA. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, um, and I don't think that should, uh, be need to be said. It should be, like, self-explanatory, but yes, again, if you are sick, please stay at home. Especially if you have a cold. Oh, my God. People with colds don't take it seriously enough. Uh, colds are very infectious. So, if you have a cold, stay at home, please. Oh, uh, call sick. I was on the... I, I don't know, I can count the countless times before uh, this whole pandemic uh, that I was infected with the cold while riding public transit because some person decides to sneeze in my direction. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, now that you brought that up. I don't, I don't think, uh, well, there might not be changes to how public uh, gatherings operate. No. Um, yeah. There might not be, but there may be slight changes to people's behavior, not in terms of, uh, you know, you know, working the, the, that daily routine, nine to five. We're probably going to still go through with that. But I, th- I do think that at least a significant amount of the population would probably learn something from this. Because you do see it on Twitter and and on the internet and social media in general. There seems to be this this sentiment that we do need to do something better than what we're doing now. And I think that's very important to note when talking about this. Because... Even if it's not the entire population, it's still going to be a significant amount of people who do make some sort of change, whether it be uh, washing your hands more frequently or um, wearing a mask when you're sick, uh, if you have to go to work. And it does make a difference. And who knows, maybe if there are enough of those people, it will sort of push 
the government or uh, event organizers to make certain changes to the way events operate. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, with uh, wearing a mask when you with your sick when you're sick is it goes without saying, but uh, I, I, what I'm saying is also when I, th- I think with this uh, the pandemic like it, it's kind of like I wear a mask at work right now because uh, of even um, when I'm not sick, it kind of proves the point that like with these airborne diseases uh, that uh, spread through um, droplets uh, like the cold <laughs> and the flu uh, it it kind of proves the point of why the virus didn't spread uh, or was curbed and much more much easier or much more much better in uh, Korea uh, Japan the countries where you know wearing a mask is kind of um, it, it also it also goes to say how they controlled it, but they mm. certainly did do a lot more precautionary measures in in uh, Korea, and that's why they sort of smashed the curve, as they say. <laughs> they didn't like um, they didn't become like Italy, who didn't sort of care. They kind of really cl- came down hard against it, and. Uh, they basically fought off, fought off the virus before anyone, and it kind of, I guess, when it comes to something like the cold that there's no cure for as yet, it's just lots of rest and fluid. Even with uh, COVID nineteen, when it comes to something that there's no cure, I guess the most important thing is to take your own precautions. And uh, if enough people, yeah, if, if enough people do um, do that, then the government and the like businesses will be forced to change their uh, mindset in a sense. But we're relying on human um, sense of, you know. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I, I, I wonder. I, I, I get what you're trying to say. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's, it. it's our human sense of responsibility, which sort of doesn't show a lot of the times. I mean, we do show it. We have that choice to do what's right and what's and, and fifty. It's like fifty fifty percent of the time we do the right thing, and then the the rest of the time it's like yeah, it's like fifty fifty basically. So you, you're counting. Point toss as to whether we do the right thing or not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But. I was just thinking about it right now. Um, if there were to be changes to the way, um, I guess, I guess at this point we don't just talk about public uh, gatherings. We talk about society in general because when you think about it, day-to-day life is one big public gathering. I mean, you go out on public transit to go to work on a bus with what packed full of like 50 people or so yeah pretty much and then i know you get off at the you get off the subway station and there are like hundreds and thousands of people going to work right hundreds and thousands that's probably no it's actually pretty accurate accurate all right (laughs) it's a lot of people right so life in general is 
one big public gathering. So, in in that sense, you know, you got to think, what can we as people do? And it's interesting because I read somewhere that in I don't remember what country I think it's Scandinavian countries in general where social distancing is something yeah it's a way of life it's something they do on a regular basis yeah and, especially in uh, I was reading it I'm sorry about that no go on go on, go on. <laughs> sorry no I, I think I know I know what you're talking uh, it's especially popular in uh, Denmark it's actually called Hig uh, or I think that's how you pronounce it I could have watched that <laughs> but it's okay that's all we do <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as you were saying. Oh yeah. So, uh, so do do we as uh, in here in North America and uh, Canada and the U.S. or in even countries like uh, England or any any part of Great Britain where these social distancing measures aren't aren't the norm? Do we look at Scandinavian culture? or Danish culture, or wherever these uh, distancing measures may be normalized, do we do we look at that and say, hey, maybe we need to adopt that into our own culture? Do we make it something universal, a human thing, right? Where we apply it to, on every continent, in every country. Because the way things are going, the population is only going to increase, right? And we're going to have higher population density in cities, uh, in towns, and in rural areas. You know, it's, it's only going to get more crowded. So you got to think that maybe we need to implement that because in the future, if they're... And there probably will be more pandemics. Let's face it; that's just a normal part of life, right? But in the future, who's to say that it won't be even worse? That it won't affect us to a, a more horrible degree because it's going there's going to be more people, uh, like fifty years down the line, right? So, do we adopt that social distancing thing as a permanent measure, as a permanent protective measure? against not just pandemics but against infectious diseases in general i would say sort of um yes actually uh, and even in if you look at there's there's a bunch of people in uh japan they're kind of shunned from society in a sense uh they're called um i read about them a, a few years ago they're called hikikomori in a sense Basically, they're social outcasts. Sorry. <laughs> but, but Japan as a whole, like Japan is another country like Scandinavia who sort of thrives on um, limited social interaction, I would say. I mean, obviously... You know there is there are like your mundane activities that involve social interaction, but uh, for the most part, uh, Japanese people, it's kind of 
it's kind of a stereotype, but at the same time, um, when you go to Japan, I haven't been, but uh, I kind of, I kind of feel like, judging by what you see, just in the media, it seems like J- Japan also has that sort of social distancing thing down and and down the path basically, and uh, they have. They can easily sort of curb the spread of a virus by just um, staying home like they normally do. Because a lot of them, they what they do is they they go to work and then when they finish, they go straight home. They don't really do um, much, and especially with these social outcasts, um, a lot of them are in a sense homeless and the homeland but well don't they have a home but they're more of they don't have work they're just living in their own sort of <laughs> homes with, with access to the internet surprisingly but <laughs> but no we're not surprised with Japan actually but they they're sort of cut off from the world which, which keeps them sort of safe from these infectious diseases it's so interesting you, that you got to wonder. brought that up because I just remembered something uh, in in the world in the World War Z novel, uh, not the movie. Uh, there's uh, there's a POV of I think the, one of the exact type of people that you're talking about in Japan, and <laughs> it's funny because he's like stuck at home all day. And he doesn't realize that there's a zombie outbreak going on because he's, like, stuck in his room on the computer 24-7. It's only until, like, it's only until, like, one by one, his online friends start to disappear that he's like, wait, something's going on. Like, my mom's not leaving my food at the door. My dad hasn't, like, come to check on me from time to time. And then then he, like, looks out his window for the first time and, like, years and he seems like uh i think it was uh i think it was tokyo uh yeah probably tokyo. i don't i don't remember what city it was but he, he looks like he looks at the window and he basically sees his home city in flames and people are eating each other and he's like oh my god what's going on <laughs> so in that, in that sense uh uh his his little uh uh, social distancing bubble didn't actually work out for him. Well, he did survive and till the end, and he managed to escape. But uh, that's that's uh, a huge digression there. I, I just I just remember that right now when uh, when you uh, raised that point. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, um, I think it's a, it's a matter of how we're going to if we do decide to implement that change into society it's how we're going to get people to do it because cultures differ as we know and some cultures um i think a lot of italians mentioned this on twitter and uh, reddit and whatnot uh for example you know italian culture it's very intimate by nature, so there's this lot of like you know hugging and uh, you know kissing the cheeks and whatnot. So it's it's going to be difficult to try and you know slide that social distancing aspect into certain cultures because of the way they are. And as we know, culture you know, certain cultures can be stubborn at times when it comes to change. 
Oh, we know. <laughs> we do we know, eh? <laughs> uh, but, no. but I don't know. It's but you you gotta also think that maybe they will be open to change at this point because of how bad it's been and how bad it's gotten. But at the same time, can you be sensitive to certain cultures that encourage measures measures that are completely the opposite to what social distancing is about. I don't know. It's it's a very sensitive thing to talk about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think when it comes to like the social, the whole social distancing thing, I think the way there is potential. Like, if you look at the way the grocery stores have been set up and um, uh, the way you know Tim Hortons drive-throughs have been set up with uh, the plexiglass. I think that aspect can be carried forward into like when, when things return to normal. But I, like, I think it's going to be hard when you look at, especially our culture, like uh, any sort of Muslim um, race or um, yeah, any sort of culture that uh, aligns with the Muslim or Indo Aryan, like um, Hindu, uh, Buddhist, um, even to a certain to, to a certain extent, like the Christians, uh, Italians, uh, any any sort of culture that revolves around sort of hugging and uh, sort of kissing on like cheeks, like I know in the Arab world, um, men greeting each other with a cheek kiss is actually uh, it's actually a sign of yeah they just they just greet each other with like that, so it's it's kind of hard to change that uh, when you when you try and you know enforce it. I mean, obviously in dire circumstances like this, they will sort of like the government will clamp down. Like I know Saudi and Qatar have done a really very good job in that sense, but uh, it's it's kind of hard to. Uh, do it in normal times when there's, you know, when nothing's really at stake here. Exactly. Yeah. Wasn't it uh, Uncle Iroh who said, oh, what was the line? Uh, it's kind of related. I'm trying to remember what it was exactly. Uh, oof, uh, was it... When you're at your only when you're at your lowest point, are you open to change? Was that is that the line you said? Uh, yeah, actually, something along those lines. Something along that, right? So <laughs> it's like you know, only when something's at stake, only when we're like beaten down by this disease that we're willing to make changes to uh, the way we live. Uh, but before we move on, uh, can we get a quick uh, time check? Oh, we're at about thirty-one minutes. Yeah. Okay, uh, so we should probably wrap it up here. Yes, this was... I'm sorry for not announcing it earlier on. This is going to be another short episode. Um, So, yeah. Uh, The future of public gatherings. Don't know if this is going to be... You you have something to say? No, no, go ahead. Something extra? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. If you want to say, go ahead. I mean... No, 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 I I can say that as as part of my point. So, it's... Okay, um, so uh, the future of public gatherings. Is there going to be uh, changes to how they operate? 
Probably not. Um, I know we didn't really touch upon this, but I mean, it is their nature for people to gather. Um, I'm talking about uh, the nature of public gatherings, not the nature of people. Uh, it is the nature of uh, those sort of events where people need to uh, be there, right? Say, um, a sporting event. You go to the arena, you cheer for your team. It's just the way it is. So, I don't know what you could do to change that. Um, but it is like the way it is right now. It's quite deadly. I mean, I suppose you could just outright ban these kind of things when pandemics hop around. But <laughs> at the same time, if I'm speaking about a hypothetical scenario here, you know, if there were to be a disease that say some guy gets infected, he doesn't know what it is, he goes to a sporting event, he coughs all over the place, and then all of a sudden you have eighteen thousand people who are <laughs> who are infected with this disease, right? So it's it's kind of difficult to make changes because you can't disrupt the nature of these events otherwise they aren't those events you know you know they don't a sporting event isn't you know the same without the fans as many people would argue but of course you can say you can you can have that without the fans you just have it televised a lot of people watch from from tv anyway it's a it's a whole you know range of debates that everyone can comment on um but yeah uh, you want to say something go ahead oh yeah uh, and uh, just to add to that, like uh, it, it is going to be hard to change, especially when you have, in a religious sense, like um, you know the Christians, Muslims, uh, you know the pilgrimage to uh, Mecca, um, pilgrimage to Jerusalem for the Jews, um, uh, Vatican City uh, for the Christians, or and also even Hindus, uh, so. In that sense, like you can't expect there to be much change because these re- like religions, the whole point of religion is to be is to gather together, you know, weekly for your prayers for your like like the Friday prayer for Muslims, uh, Sunday prayer for Christians, Saturday for Jews, and uh, you know, m- uh, Muslims we have the year the once in a lifetime Hajj pilgrimage so it's kind of in our nature to sort of gather for a religious sense now atheists can probably say oh yeah well uh, i'm not religious but like (laughs) 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 okay go on but but i mean But you have to take that in, into consideration. <laughs> yes, you do. You have to take it into consideration. With a significant amount of the population, there is population is still religious. Uh, and, uh, it is growing to a certain extent for for some religions. Like uh, I know Islam is the world's fastest growing religion, uh, so those numbers are like going to go up. And you're right that uh, we do need to take that into account because it is it is something important to. A huge chunk of the population. So, um, yeah, we can't 
we can't say, oh, why not you just just stop worshiping God uh, or whatever your God, whoever your God may be, because you know that stuff's irrelevant in the twenty first century. So, uh, we, yeah, we can't you you can't say that. exactly when it, even when it comes to like the the Charter of Rights and Freedom uh, or the Bill of Human Rights, <laughs> you can't just say like, oh yeah, just stop worshiping. That's uh, pretty much against uh, basic human rights. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, in any sense, um, even the, all the religious um, institutions are able to close during times of pandemic. Anyway, as we know, mm-hmm. all the mosques are closed, all the churches are closed. So it oh, isn't yeah. dissuaded from worship. It's just put them off until exactly. everything gets better. Yeah. 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 Um. I, I guess. Well, what was the time? We should probably wrap it up <laughs> as yeah, soon as possible. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I guess this has been the another episode. I think it was episode 38? No. 38? We're closing on 40. <laughs> yeah, so I think so. 36. Rapidly. Uh, it might be 36. Okay, we're still almost there anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, do let us know what you think about um, how... Uh, the the future of uh, public gatherings or just the social life in general. What do you think uh, the future holds for that, uh, for those uh, huge parts of human life? Uh, because, as I said, uh, public gatherings or life in general is just one giant public gathering. So how will this pandemic affect the way we as people operate? In, in regards to public gatherings uh, in life in general you know that 9 to 5 grind um, and do let us know how we did and uh, yeah thank you for listening and we hope you have a great one thank you and good evening and good night